live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on the East Coast. Real America's Voice. Glad you're in. Slick Rick in the red tonight. Looking good. Looking oh good. Slick God. Rick. I Happy Valentine's even. Day. Come Happy on. Valentine's <laughs> Day. That's right. Slick Rick in the Valentine's Day outfit. Oh, my goodness. Going to do some sports. Rick Delgado over here. Not in the Valentine's no. Day outfit. Not not with Sam Smith over there. Jeez. <laughs> nah, Holy moly. Way better. Come on, man. Come on, man. That's, that's <laughs> cheap, man. I'm not channeling uh, that. Wow. Rick Delgado is going to have a what even is that tonight. Yes, sir. And what's that going to be about? It has here to do go. with... Valentine's Oh, very good. Very appropriate. Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to all my Valentines and to everybody in the audience. Um, So inflation came out this morning. Let's start there. CPI. And as I said yesterday, we weren't really sure what we were going to get in the CPI because now they've... The fudge factor... What numbers they're going to fudge is uh, you never quite know what you're going to get. And they changed the way they've calculated some of this uh, CP lie. It's not, and, this, uh, this, isn't, this isn't calculus. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it's almost like calculus trying to figure this stuff out yeah. this morning. And, of course, CPI came in uh, 0.5, which was a match on the, um, on the core, but 6.4, I believe. And we were expecting 6.2, or we got... I think it was 6.4, and we were expecting 6.2, so a little hotter in the uh, year over year. And all I kept thinking about, and, and, I, and I knew this could be a, this was going to be a, a weird report, and how the market was going to take it was going to be strange going into it. But all I kept thinking about this morning was all these times Biden gets in front of the microphone, and of course he did it again today. How is economic plan is working? What is economic- the hell is he talking about? <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> right. That's what I'm thinking the whole time. What the hell is this guy talking about? My economic plan is working. Yeah, at destroying the country. You're doing a bang-up job there, Joe. <laughs> so a couple of posts this morning. <clears throat> U.S. inflation, as Biden took office, January 2021, 1.4%. Now, just see if you can find a pattern. As you go through the months, as his economic plan from the bottom up in the middle out or whatever the hell he says, <laughs> if you can see the pattern here and how well it's working, 1.4, whoa, 1.7, ooh, 2.6, oh, 4.2, peaking in June of 2022 at 9.1. I'm your nightmare. Yes. Yes, you are, Joe. 9.1. He's, he's right. He's right. If you look at that trend, it's, you're definitely taking it from the bottom up. <laughs> yes, you're yes. taking it from the bottom up. Yes. And uh, not quite the middle out. No. And because the Fed has raised now 475 basis points, we've come from 9.1 to 8.5 to 8.3. And now 6.5. We were expecting 6.2, but we got 6.4. So it's still coming down, but the rate that it's coming down, it was starting to get to a point now where it's, um, hmm, is it going to continue to trend down? Now, there's some things in the report as I look at it this morning. Housing and rent is still, has not caught up nearly with what the market is telling us is going on in housing, which is, is coming way down. And that makes up a huge part of these numbers. So we're not going to get big jumps down until housing catches up with what's going on. But just to give you an idea here of some of the mm. other things, this is, um, 
I guess this is year over year. Fuel oil up 27.7%. Electricity up almost 12%. Groceries up almost 11.5%. Chicken, 10.5%. Milk, 11 Eggs, 70%. Bread, almost 15%. <clears throat> Potatoes, 12.5%. Baby food, if you can find it, plus 10%. Airline fares, plus 25.5%. Meanwhile, real average hourly earnings, down, minus 1.8%. And that has been a trend in, in, our, in real hourly earnings, earnings, as Biden keeps telling us. And John Pierre keeps telling us, oh yeah, it's, 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 everything's going great. It's working really well. Here's Rick Santelli this morning as the CPI data hits the tape. Cut seven, G, roll that. Now, here's the fly in the ointment where rates are going up. Even though the year-over-year numbers are each one-tenth lower than the rear-view mirror, they are both a little higher than expectations. 6.4 was expected to be 6.2. 5.6 was expected to be 5.5. And here's the rub, okay? If you take X food and energy and then X shelter, that's now known as the super core. Now, I can't dig down into the data that deep, but many are doing that as we speak because shelter last look in December when we were up year over year 5.7% was over 50% of that number. So super core is important because all of a sudden the Federal Reserve is very concerned about what's going on only with the core service sector. And that's what's left in the super core when you take out food, energy, and shelter. Yeah. And the shelter part of it's a big deal. Yeah. And uh, anyone in the real estate business and the mortgages uh, and any of that will tell you what's going on. So these numbers haven't caught up. So once, so we're still down, which I guess is at least positive, but the rate that we're coming down has slowed greatly. So these next couple months, now we'll see if rent and that stuff catches up to, fig- to figure in as a, a bigger percentage and hopefully continue to bring that number down. But if it doesn't, I mean, are we convinced that we're going to continue to come down the next two readings? It's possible. It's also possible that we could stay right here and inflation could be a lot stickier than we think. And the Fed is not going to accept 6.4 year over year when they're looking for two and they haven't even budged off of two, which they're going to have to here sooner than later because they're not getting down to two. Yeah, not, my, not anytime soon. My question is, you keep bringing up the housing part. Are you talking about real estate itself purchasing versus rent? Because I know for a fact, you know, uh, and I've seen some, some of the people uh, chiming in here on the chat as well. They're saying that rent <clears throat> continues to go up. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just rented a place and, you know, not even trying um, got at least 30% more. Like it wasn't even, it, the person didn't even blink their eye. I was like, whoa, okay. Um, because that's what's out there. They know what's out there. What's out there is even way more expensive than, than you know, some of the other stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, it's both. It's owner's equivalent rent, and it's, it's, uh, it's mostly owner's equivalent rent. But the trend nationwide is still to the downside. Obviously, there's not every, every area is going to be the same. Right. But... Um, I think the report, I think this morning's numbers had owner's equivalent rent down, I think, slightly. Nothing, nothing crazy. But I can pull a report and see exactly what the owner's equivalent rent number was this morning. 
But the bottom line is none of it's still any good. It's still way too hot. It's still way too sticky. Um, it's not going anywhere. And the White House is not doing anything to make this any better. And they continue to spend, which, as we know, in the long run, makes things worse. So you've got fiscal policy from the Fed. I mean, you've got monetary policy at the Fed, and you've got fiscal policy at the White House that just butt heads with each other. And now we're in this debt ceiling negotiation. And if anyone has any sanity, we'll see. Cut, uh, cut eight, G. Here's the White House's response to this morning's numbers. Roll that. CPI. Numbers came out today that show a monthly decline in real wages as well as an annual decline in real wages. Administration officials have said growing real wages is an important marker for the economy. How do you view the setback in today's numbers? So a couple of things. I do want to say that uh, what we have said many times is that we believe that the president's, um, the president's economic plan is indeed working, and it's giving people a little breathing room. You heard me say this at the top. <laughs> no, 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 stop, the, no, how, just stop it. Yeah, very little I breathing just, room. I just, read, I just read you the numbers. The guy asking the question just said, hourly wages, yearly wages are all on a decline. They're all negative. It's like she doesn't even listen to what the question is. No, She, she starts by saying, oh, what we're doing is working. No, it's not. It's not working. Nothing you could do would help inflation. Nothing. You can only make it worse. Yeah, but. Damon, she's, she's a black lesbian, and she has her talking points. So <laughs> that's it. That's all she needs. Go ahead. Finish this, G. We have seen, uh, um, you know, how we have seen um, the plan actually working. We see, we're seeing inflation moderate uh, just a bit, uh, as we've seen the last couple of months, and that is important. And the way that we see things moving forward, we believe uh, that it is uh, uh, that is important to continue to work, to, fin- to finish the work that the president has started. And that's what you heard from him uh, very uh, explicitly uh, just, uh, just a couple of days ago, uh, when just last week, when he talked about uh, the State of the Union and how how he sees every how he sees uh, the economy and the progress moving forward. So two things on the wages, uh, as you're asking me specifically on those pieces, as it relates to the data, uh, real wages are indeed up over the last seven months, which is important since trends are always more useful than one month's data. As you know, I know this is something that you follow closely, Josh. And the second thing is real weekly earnings are up. You, you can take any time period and make whatever point you're trying to make fit in any time period. So what she's doing there is just total delusion. Real wages are not up for Americans. They're not. Hourly wages are not up. Yearly wages are not up. There's no wages that are up in living a, a real, realistic life. Whatever she's talking about, trying to make her talking point fit into one set of numbers that they could find, which they probably scoured all morning to say, okay, what time frame can we use that shows something positive? That's what we'll go with. I think she's talking about her real wages. They're up. Well, yeah. yeah. Everybody in that place, they don't have to worry about this stuff. They got a ride. Meanwhile, the pencil here is is erasing reality of the situation where, let's face it, people are just not bringing home the money that they keep saying. And remember, it's all word games with them. It's always word games. What does she say? What we see. What we believe. Really? 
How about what reality is? What, what the real numbers say? Can you show us what you're looking at so we know what you see? Because what you see isn't reality based on what we're seeing out in the real world. How does anyone think wages could be up when you're spending 30% more on fuel, 12% more on electricity, 12% more on groceries, 10.5% more on chicken, 11% more on milk? Wages are not keeping up with this, not even close. Hourly earnings minus 1.8%. No, what we're doing, though, is working. I think if they think if they just keep saying it, yeah, just keep saying it, even if it's direct opposite of what the data says, it's like the vaccines. It's the same, it's the same scam. Yep. Just say it. doesn't matter what is real. Just say it, what we want. Yeah, Go ahead, it. G, finish it over the last month. So we continue to make progress fighting inflation. As the president said earlier today, his unwavering uh, focus is on continuing to lower costs for families. And that's going to be our focus. We're going to continue to do that. That's why nothing they can do to do that. Enough. So critical. Get get out of here. uh, And and we're going to continue to fight for. (laughs) Get out. (laughs) There's nothing they can do to do what she's saying. They have nothing to do with inflation. They can only make it worse. They cannot make it any better. All right, just getting started on a Tuesday night, live from Studio 6B. Glad you're in. We'll get into the chat, see what see what you're talking about. We'll do news and sports. Crazy town coming up. Lots to do on a Tuesday night. past the hour live from studio 6b on a tuesday night glad you're in into the getter chat i see all uh, the usual suspects in there look like they're having a good time everybody's in there good to see everybody uh we're gonna do some news with rick delgado what even is that coming up nine o'clock crazy town coming up as well at some point tonight biden debates himself that should be good <laughs> <laughs> teleprompter one Biden, zero. Uh, there's a couple of those in there tonight as well. So, uh, Plus, we've got updates on, on obviously, everything in this uh, horrible story out of Michigan State and all, of course, the, um, all the information we know on that. We'll get to what's going on in Ohio again. A lot, of, a lot of what we started last night we'll follow up on as well. But let's do some sports to start. From the man in his Valentine's outfit tonight looking <laughs> good with the heart tie and all. Sports is brought to you by uh, Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Use our code LFS6B if you're going to shop there at checkout. Slick Rick, what's going on? Well, happy Valentine's Day to our lovely audience. They're all a bunch of sweethearts, and uh, no. happy Valentine's Day. Many more. Enjoy it. Uh, we got to go to rodeo, Big D. Come on. we got a couple of more rodeos other than the San Antonio rodeo, which I'll get to in the next segment. Let's give a shout-out to Yuma, Arizona. They just had the Super Bowl in Arizona, and, well, they had a rodeo, too. 78th annual Yuma Silver Spur you have Rodeo. Result? You have results on the? I got on it. the rodeo. I got results on the out rodeo. of Arizona. Yes, sir. You got results that quick. Yeah, well, yeah, it was. I mean, it was the tenth to the twelfth, brother. Come on. <laughs> well, you didn't have to wait for them to like recount or anything. <laughs> okay, good. You know, I'm really feeling the love tonight, Big D. I'll tell you. Here we go. All around cowboy Coulter Sellers, sixteen hundred dollars. Town roping and team roping. Bareback back riding the winner, Cruz McNulty, eighty four points on Salt River Rodeos. Thin Lizzie. Who was boys, the winner? What was his name? Cold Cruz McNulty. Thin Lizzie, baby. The boys are back in town. 
Man, that's a great name. Steer Wrestling, Jordan Holland, 6.4 seconds. Team Roping, we had a tie. Jesse McNett, Junior Zambrano, and Levi Simpson, and Logan Cullen, 5.4 seconds. Saddlebron, Creighton Curley, 86 and a half points on Salt River Rodeos. Flirting Voice. That's a good one for Valentine's Day. Team Roping. Hey, Col- Slick Rick, can I just uh, ask you something? On You may have uh, RD518 says I should try some Fireball for my... Uh, Voice, do you think that that could help? That's a good shot, the fireball. I haven't had that in years. I haven't had that in about no? five years. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's, a shot. It's, got nice, it's like a cinnamon flavor. Oh, It'll okay. burn right down your throat, and then you'll be good to go. <laughs> okay. There you go. I <laughs> had a few of those. Put a Red Bull chaser. Uh, and then we got... <laughs> okay, Slick Rick. <laughs> Mix it up, Big D. <laughs> Barrel Racing, Laura Lambert, 17.60 seconds. And uh, Steer Roping, Slade Wood. That's a good name, Slade Wood. Ten and a half seconds. Bull Riding, <laughs> Vanel Mariano. Hey, and 90 points on Honeycut Rodeos. Lucky Charm, $1,400 there. Total payout, $70,499. We'll have the Dixie Rodeo and the San Antonio Rodeo. We're going to have a Rick, Slick Rick Rodeo night tonight, Valentine's Day. We'll have a couple more coming up in the next segment. Let's get over to the sports, Big D. Well, Switching gears here a little. Michigan State cancels athletic competitions following mass shooting. This is originally posted on SportsNot by uh, Jason Burgos. All sporting events and activities on the campus of Michigan State University have been canceled for the next 48 hours after three people were killed in a mass shooting incident at the school on Monday. At least three individuals died and five others were wounded after Anthony McRae, 43, allegedly fired shots shortly before 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time at two buildings on the campus. All the victims are believed to be students. Following the shooting, interim deputy chief Chris Rosman said that several victims of the incident suffered life-threatening injuries and others were in critical condition at Sparrow Hospital. I thought he did a good job, too, that uh, that Chief Rosman. Very good job addressing the crowd. Very heartfelt. Uh, the assailant in the shooting is believed to not be affiliated with the university and was found dead of a self-inflicted gunshot wound outside the campus soon after the shooting. I know you're going to cover this, but this just kind of fell into sports. We have no idea why he came to campus to do this tonight. This is part of our ongoing investigation, Rosman said. The shootings uh, obviously reported. Uh, at Ber- Berkey Hall, uh, where two students died after police responded to calls and began managing the scene. So obviously, uh, no MSU sports for uh, tonight or tomorrow. And uh, one more quick one, Big D. Capital star Alex Ovechkin away from team due to family matter. Zach Wasink of Yard Barker is one of the best uh, players of all time here. The Washington Capitals announced Tuesday that superstar captain Alex Ovechkin is stepping away from the club to attend a family matter on, on the health of a loved one. It sounds like the Capitals could be without Ovechkin for some time. When it comes to your family and parents, that's what matters, Capitals coach Peter Laviolette told reporters Tuesday per Tom Galitti of the NHL website. He's going to, be, he's going to deal with some things right now, and uh, we are going to be supportive. I don't see him back in the foreseeable future. Uh, and uh, Obviously, he's having a great year, uh, Ovechkin. He leads the Capitals with 37 goals this season uh, and 54 points in 54 games played, and he begins his absence on an 812 career career goal uh, career, and he trails only Wayne Gretzky at 894. I don't think he would have possibly, like, couldn't possibly pass him this year, but in the next year or two, he may pass Gretzky as the all-time NHL scorer. But we all know when it comes to family, I had something Sunday, everything else stops. Super Bowl, everything gets put on hold, and we go for our family. So we wish, wish uh, Alex Ovechkin uh, well in the Washington Capitals. That's a wrap in Sports Big D. Back to you. All right, Slick Rick, thanks. So I don't know if this – I didn't get a, the, a chance to fact-check this. All right. But um, Dave Portnoy from Barstool Sports put this up today. They, he <clears> said <throat> that this was the headline that the New York Times had uh, today. 
Michigan State back in an uncomfortable national spotlight? They're talking about the Larry Nasser. Oh, goodness. Thing and how this is the shooting of three people murdered. And this is the headline they came up with. How do you power Michigan that? State back in an uncomfortable national spotlight? Almost like it's their fault. Wow. I, I mean, I, I, really? That's the best they could come up with? Sounds like it. Is it a fault? Again, I didn't fact check this, but mm. I mean, he doesn't usually put out things that. No, and, and the New York Times actually has a story about it, too. Says New York Times ripped for dredging up Larry Nasser case oh. in Michigan State shooting coverage. Who has who has that? Uh, New York Post. Oh, New York Post. People okay. ripped into the New York Times on Tuesday earlier today over the outlet's disgusting decision to link its coverage of the Michigan State University deadly shooting to the school's history of sex abuse scandals. The news outlet was accused of using Monday night's incident, which left three students dead and five others injured, as a talking point to dredge up the school's notorious past, including the conviction of sex abuse doctor Larry Nasser. The article titled The Mass Shooting Places Michigan State Back in the Uncomfortable National Spotlight was included in the outlet's live coverage of the, de- of the deadly shooting. I mean, I don't know. That's just crazy. Yeah. It also says here the backlash was swift with many outraged users blasting the left-leaning outlet as being tone deaf. Uh, Is the at New York Times serious with its headline? Biggest uh, S-bags ever. Barstool's uh, Dave Portnoy. (laughs) Yeah, scumbags. That's what he said. Biggest scumbags ever. He's right on the money. Although I shouldn't be surprised from from a publication that denied the Holocaust. I guess at that point, anything's fair game for them, so. Uh, there you go. All right, uh, we'll do some more sports. Crazy. Let's do some more news since we're kind of into some now with Rick Delgado. What's going on? All right, well, Senator Marsha Blackburn out of the great state of Tennessee says that China must be held accountable for their spying on U.S. and suspicious activities involving buying up American farmland. Senator Blackburn has put together a plan that goes into detail what steps the U.S. should take to investigate China and limit their influence in our country. She says we need to protect our food security, our food supply chain, and our food processors, Blackburn said. Uh, on Tuesday's edition of Just the News, No Noise, we need to be certain that the Chinese Communist Party is blocked from buying farmland and purchasing land in proximity to our military bases, which, if you've uh, watched this show in the past, we've talked about this, and how they are gobbling up large chunks of uh, farmland right next to, uh, you know, U.S. military bases all over the country. Blackburn said that she had this plan since 2020. This is not something that we just recently put out, Blackburn said. But what it does, it recognizes those vulnerabilities and the way that China works. So we'll see what happens. I got more news to uh, touch on throughout the show, including Nikki Haley and jumping into the presidential campaign. And uh, a follow-up on that U-Haul story. That She's we going to challenge Zelensky? Yeah, something like that. Oh, <laughs> oh here live from Studio 6B. More news when we get back right after this.
right, 30 minutes past the hour on a Tuesday, live from Studio 6B. Glad you're in. Slick Rick's doing sports. Rick Delgado's got what even is that coming up. Top of the hour, Geo Fran holding it down as always. We didn't get to much news, so we'll do a little more news now. Then we'll get into the uh, update on the Michigan State. Uh, uh, we have an update there, and I have a story about this guy. And, of course, Biden's out there today making really just asinine, ridiculous, ghoulish politicization, um, of course, about guns, as they don't know how to do anything else but that. So we'll talk about a little background of this guy. And maybe, um, well... Maybe what the failures were here before we just blame the gun. So we'll get to that. But let's do some more news to start with Rick Delgado. News is brought to you by our friends at earlytreatmentmeds.com. Earlytreatmentmeds, all one word, dot com. If you're looking for, well, anything, uh, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, Tamiflu, they've got everything there. Earlytreatmentmeds.com. Code LFSXP will save you 10% off at checkout. Rick Delgado, what's going on? Uh, well, you're talking about the uh, the Michigan State and the and the uh, the gunman over there. Well, I wonder if Joe Biden has anything to say about driving a U-Haul, uh, the crazed U-Haul driver who ran down at least eight people yesterday during an hour-long frenzy in Brooklyn was charged with murder today, as police revealed what may have sparked his bloody rampage. If you remember. We kind of covered this story a little bit yesterday because uh, there are a lot of things that we still didn't know. Turns out the gentleman named Wang Soar, 72, uh, 62, was suffering from a mental health crisis and told cops he was set off by an invisible object coming towards his truck when he allegedly unleashed the Monday morning spree that killed at least uh, one single dad, left a trail of injured New Yorkers from Sunset Park to Red Red Hook in Brooklyn. He states that he was driving his van. He sees an inv- invisible object. Uh, I don't know how you can see an invisible object, but, you know, I guess he could. Seems uh, like an oxymoron, you know. Yeah, uh, so that's that's one tip that he's got a mental problem. He says he sees an invisible object coming towards him in the car, and at that point he says, I've had enough, and he goes on his rampage. NYPD Chief of Detective Jay Messig said at a press briefing announcing the charges had that recollection. Police said Soar, who has a lengthy rap sheet in Nevada and a history of mental illness was out to commit suicide by cop. One victim, 44-year-old uh, Yi Yi, a father of three who took a job at Uber Eats as a driver to help feed his kids, died from the incident with, with another left in an induced coma. The remaining victims, including a police officer, were expected to recover. In addition to the murder, Rapsor faces seven counts of attempted murder with the investigation continuing. The... Um, Essig said, we have a lot of information from his family who confirmed that he was off his meds. He does not say to the police when he was arrested, you should have shot me. Oh, he does say to the police when he was arrested. Finally, you should have shot me. Uh, just five days earlier, Soar, who cops say rented the van in West Palm Beach, Florida on February 1st, was on his way to the Big Apple when he pulled over when he was pulled over for reckless driving and marijuana possession in South Carolina on February 5th. But hey, you know, let him go on his way. Continue onward to his uh, to his bloody conclusion in Brooklyn. So. More from that, I'm sure, will come out. I wonder if Joe has anything to say about mental illness and, uh, you know, rental vans. We'll see. Uh, This story as well. This one should be interesting. Um, 
talking about education, not a single student can do math at grade level in 53 Illinois schools. It's Thank not, you this, for this playing. Isn't, this isn't calculus. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> obviously they can't even do addition and subtraction, Joe, just like you. Spry Community Links High School in the heart of Little Village in Chicago says its vision to provide a challenging and supportive environment to enable our students to succeed in the 21st century. Well, they could be failing. Number one on the school's focus list is increasing reading and math scores to above grade level. But a look at the state data that tracks the reading and math scores in each Illinois school reveals two frightening facts. Not a single one of the 88 kids at the school can read at grade level. And it's the same for math. Zero kids are proficient. Spry is one of 30 schools in Illinois where not a single student can read at grade level. 22 of those schools are part of... You guess at the Chicago public school system, and the other eight are just outside of Chicago. The failure list for math is even longer with 53 schools statewide where not one kid is proficient in math. Yes, the dumbing down of America continues. Uh, let's see, the absolute failure to teach even a single child to read and do math in so many schools is yet another indictment of the state's education system. Uh, um, and if you remember... Chicago, you know, they were huge on we don't want to open the schools because it's so important we be safe before we can teach these kids. We all know it's just a scam. They were just scamming to get as much money as possible. So. I was happy to see Thomas Massey put forward a bill this uh, to this morning, I believe it was, to um, get rid of the Department of Education. It's about time. Which, of course, we didn't even have before, I think, about 1980. Yeah, I and think it was, as, I think as it was we, created during the Carter administration. Yeah, and as we always say, all of these agencies, whatever their name is that they're supposed to be for, they're the opposite of. They're anti whatever their name is. Yeah. The education department's anti education. Energy department's anti energy. That's the way it goes with all of these big conglomerates as they continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger. The Leviathan of the federal government continues to grow into every pocket of your life. Yeah. It's just they can't do anything right. It's just well, f- because their their goal is to destroy the local part of the education system and bring it under the, the umbrella of the federal education. And if they can do that, then they can control everything. Curriculum, you name it, everything. And then, then you're talking about real indoctrination yeah. from the top down. So. All right, we'll do some more news in a second. Let's do a little, um, <clears throat> let's do an update on the Michigan State. Slick Rick covered a little bit of it, G, but let's start with, uh, from uh, cut one, roll that. We have just learned the names of the students who were shot and killed. They are Brian Frazier, Alexandria Verner, and Ariel Diamond Anderson. We learned Anderson and Frazier are both from the same school district outside of Detroit. These students, along with five others who are now in critical condition tonight here at Sparrow Hospital, all have one thing in common. They were all shot by a lone gunman and now police are piecing together a timeline. I was there, uh, I was eating in the dining hall when the gunshots happened. Um, it was about three to four gunshots. And then it was like everybody sprinted and screamed uh, out of the building. The first shots rang out at 818 at Berkey Hall. That's where two MSU students were shot and killed and several others were injured. Police say the shooter, 43-year-old Anthony McRae, then walked over to the student union where a third victim was shot 
and pronounced dead. It would be after 10 p.m. when police would release a picture taken from campus security cameras. McRae is seen wearing a jacket, cap, and red shoes. A photo leading to a tip from a citizen that pointed police to McRae. Once confronted by authorities, the suspect died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound, and at least one gun was recovered. A neighbor telling News Nation he knew immediately when he saw the suspect's photo that it was McRae. Wanting to only go by Ray, he tells our crews he and other neighbors were upset that they would hear gunfire coming from the McRae family yard at least once a week. It makes me feel sick that someone like this is that close to you in the neighborhood. It really puts chills down your back to knowing someone like that can live in your damn neighborhood and you don't even know it. McRae was arrested on a loaded gun charge back in 2019 and given parole. His uncle painting the picture of depression and mental illness that worsened when McRae's mother died in 2020. The death of a mother is going to send any kid into a spiral, especially if you're already uh, depressed and schizophrenic. McRae's uncle apologizing for what happened, wishing the 2019 gun arrest would have gotten his nephew help that his family was unsuccessful in securing. Mental health is a real issue, and gun control is, is really about when you catch somebody with a gun, that person needs to be evaluated, especially if they're carrying a gun that's you don't have a concealed to carry permit. At that point, that person should be reevaluated. As for students we spoke with, they say they're resolved to get through this. Through each other, we can get through it. Um, but it's going to be, I mean, it was very, very scary. And uh, I'm hoping we can get through this together. <laughs> Stay safe. Say love you to your friends and family. Now, a motive for this shooting remains unclear. There was a note found on McRae. It threatened two schools in the New Jersey area. We're told by police that McRae did once live in that area, and classes were canceled out of an abundance of caution. Hmm. Similar to what you talked about with the guy driving the U-Haul. Yeah. And look, a terrible, terrible, um, you know, incident. But not one time did she bring up anything else, did she? Not one time did she mention any other thing that may have happened in Michigan State because it didn't apply. What a piece of trash the New York Times really is. <clears throat> Matt Vespa today in Town Hall says... Um, there will be calls for gun control because there always is, but there will be a defined shelf life on the coverage of McRae because he doesn't check enough of the boxes for this to be a sustained media effort. First of all, he's not white, he's black, a detail that everybody reporting on it, including CNN this morning, omitted. Like the two separate mass shootings in California around the time of the Lunar New Year that two Asian men committed, this horrific event will too fade away very quickly. If the shooter isn't white and using an AR-15 rifle, it's not national news. It stays a local news story. We'll keep talking about it because the media intentionally buries it since it doesn't fit their narrative. Second, it seems like the progressive politics played a huge part in McRae obtaining the firearm in this shooting. In 2019, he was pinched on some gun charges that a soft-on-crime prosecutor dropped. 
To make matters worse, this prosecuting attorney had a policy not to push too hard on gun charges if the people involved were people of color. Oh, and of course, this attorney had ties to one George Soros. If McRae had been charged as any other person caught illegally carrying a concealed firearm without a permit, the shooting at MSU last night might not have happened. The Michigan State University shooter had a felony gun charge that was dismissed by a progressive prosecutor. So all the talk today and Joe Biden up there nonsensically talking about guy was first of all using a handgun joe wasn't using an ar-15 and and geraldo would tell you that that stands for automatic rifle (laughs) but these are the people who are, are the loudest voices about this when it comes to it don't even know what they're talking about you mean the dumb ones and again there there is there's no law that's going to stop evil people. It's just, there's just not. I, I don't know what people don't get about that. I understand the, the politics of this, that they just can't help themselves but dive into it when these things happen. But what law do they think was going to stop this guy last night carrying a handgun? There is, there is none. There's no law that's going to stop a guy who gets behind the, uh, a U-Haul and drives it down the sidewalk in New York City. Yeah. It's, the same, it's not going to happen. Or an SUV in Wisconsin. Ain't going to happen. Nothing. There's nothing that's going to stop these things. And they can pontificate it all they want. But when you ask them, well, what would have stopped it? They never have an answer. All right, live from Studio 6B. More to do. Sports, Crazy Town, LOL today. All coming up. to the hour live from studio 6b on a tuesday night rick delgado's doing news he's got what even is that coming up top of the hour we've got uh, crazy town coming up we got lol of the day coming up as well i think the lol is a short one but it's good <laughs> it's it's if the lol of the day is true you're in big trouble <laughs> you're just in big trouble that's all there is to it you're just in big trouble you're just gonna that's the tease yeah uh, but let's do some sports right now. Sports is brought to you by our friend Mike Lindell and MyPillow, MyPillow.com 2.0. Buy one, get one free. Use our code LFS6B, whatever you're shopping for. What's coming up next? I guess Father's Day, Mother's Day in the summer, and I'm well, sure you, birthdays you and other things. So. Easter. Easter. Yeah. Easter. Good stuff. Yeah. Use our code LFS6B. It works all year round. Get you great discounts all the time on great stuff from Lindell. Uh, what's going on, Slick Rick? Let's go back to the rodeo, Big D. Dixie National Rodeo in Jackson, Mississippi. This is the Mississippi Coliseum. Uh, this was over the weekend, and here we go, Big D. Bareback riding right now. Ty, we have a Cooper Cook on uh, Cooper Cook, excuse me, on Dakota Rodeos Preacher, and Sam Peterson on Harper and Morgan Rodeos sipping firewater. Hey, fireball! You just talking about fireball before? <laughs> yeah, so you go I've, right got, on it. I've gotten a lot of. Uh... A lot of things in the chat about things I should try. Oh, boy, I could imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, don't do anything 
Go with the voice. The ladies love the uh, the, hey, the raspiness hey, of it. The song James Earl Jones here by ten o'clock. <laughs> I don't know about Barry that. White, baby. <laughs> the, see, all right, let's go. Quit horsing around here. Steer wrestling first round. Jacob Tally three point four seconds. Twenty three hundred smackaroos. Team roping. Chris Francis and Cade Passage five point four seconds. Saddle Bronc Ryder Sanford eighty seven points on. Brooklyn Rodeo's Raging Lunatic. Oh, boy. Uh, tie down. First round. Riley Mason. <laughs> Webb, 7.9 seconds. And we got Bow Racing. You know, I love the Bow Racing. Margot Crothier, uh, 13.77 seconds. That's a good score. Regardless of the course, that's a good score. Uh, and Bull Riding, that's T. Parker, 87 points on Harper and Morgan Rodeo Companies, number 676. Good rodeo. $217,262. Payout. Uh, well, here we go. More uh, more deaths in sports. This is just such a horrible trend. We're reporting on this all the time. Listen to this one. Belgian soccer goalie Arnie Espiel collapses on field and dies at 25. Oh. You know, we had the DeMar Hamlin situation, which is still, you know, obviously we get a lot of fallout from that. I think we have a story tonight. But look at this one. This guy wasn't as fortunate as DeMar Hamlin. He died right on the field. This is Warner Todd Houston of Breitbart. Belgian soccer goalie Arnie Espiel collapsed on field Saturday and died after stopping a penalty kick. He was only 25. Espiel's opponents, SK Westerbeek from uh, Staden, Belgium, kicked a penalty shot in the second half of their game against Espiel's Winkle Sport B. While the uh, keeper was able to stop the attempt, he suddenly collapsed on the field at St. Luce Winkle in the West Flanders of province. The goalie reportedly dropped to the ground immediately after making the save. The New York Post reported the cause of Espiel's death has not yet been reported. Uh, Winkle Sporting Director Patrick Rosart uh, reportedly called the death a disaster and a shock to everyone. Arnie had been with the club all his life and was very loved. He was a wonderfully sympathetic boy, always in a good mood and ready to help. This is a really heavy blow, first of all, for his family and also the whole club, Rosart added. The ball was still in play. Our goalkeeper got up as fast as possible to receive the ball, but when he fell, assistant coach Stefan Dewitschen said, according to the Daily Mail, it was terrible to watch. All the players showered together after the incident when the message came that our goalkeeper was dead it was an unusually heavy blow I think some players still don't realize exactly what happened Dertrand added first responders rushed to his side after he collapsed and the player was taken to the hospital but was pronounced dead this is just really just disturbing I mean obviously you know we we, we, we have an idea what may be happening Rick certainly has a theory but um, this is just really out of control I mean every it's like three or four a week now, Big D, these athletes are, are dying in action or, you know, in training. Uh, it's just, you know, or it's just or stunning. just the, the and the worst ones are they just went to sleep and they had a heart attack and died. Yeah. Twenty five years old. Nineteen years old. Right. Yeah, Eighteen. Yeah. Right, insane. Fourteen. Insane. Crazy. Uh, one more quick one. Uh, Super Bowl champion Harrison Bucker urges all to defend the unborn. Warner Todd Houston of Breitbart. Uh, maybe but that's why these I, people like I told you the whole night had a, pro, had a pro-life tinge to it that some people didn't pick up on, but I did. Yep. Uh, well, NFL kicker Harrison Butker was the man who kicked the field goal that gave his team, the Kansas City Chiefs, the win for Super Bowl 57. But Butker has also used his fame to urge respect for life and to oppose abortion. As live action noted, Butker joined the fight to pass a pro-life amendment in Kansas last year. And while the amendment failed, Butker did his part to urge his fellow Kansans to report the value of them both amendment. Butker even appeared in an ad for the Catholic vote to urge a yes vote on the amendment. In the ad, the NFL player won voters of the 
misinformation about the amendment and added, this amendment will let Kansas decide what we do on abortion. Bucker also penned an op-ed for the uh, amendment uh, published by the Kansas Catholic Tribune in which he said, when the Kansas Supreme Court ruled that the meaning of life in the Kansas Constitution refers only to those outside the womb, they left those without a voice to be targeted by terrible legislation and outside forces. The only way to defend the unborn protecting the sanctity of life is to amend the Kansas Constitution. That is why the, um, the value of them both amendment is so essential to enshrining the protection of all human life and make Kansas a place where all children are valued at every stage of life, he added. He also thanked God for the opportunity to use his fame to speak out in support of life in the womb. And just let me close with what he said. I think God has definitely given me a platform. He's given me a voice for a lot of people that aren't able to voice their opinions. I put so much into being the best kicker I can possibly be. For whatever reason, God has allowed me to continue to be successful as a kicker. I'm so thankful for that. My success in football has given me a pedestal, and I feel a responsibility to uh, raise awareness to different issues that I think God wants me to bring to the forefront. He told me, uh, he told me the Catholic News Agency last February. Not an exceptional article. Great young man, and he did have the opportunity to kick that game-winning field goal. Had that play and not slid down at the one to run out the clock, the receiver, uh, they wouldn't have had that that opportunity. So he'll go down in NFL lore as the, you know, he kicked this 27 yard chip shot, but hey, nothing's a chip shot in the NFL. So I think that's a great story, Big D. Nice to see that pro life and, uh, you know, really see that kind of image coming on NFL sure as Yeah, we'll see that. how long it takes him to apologize yeah. once he gets attacked. We'll see. Right. Sometimes that's what these guys do, but good, good for him. I don't think he's going to fall into that cancel yeah. culture. I don't, I don't see that. Yeah. Okay, good. That's a wrap. All right, Slick Rick, thanks. We'll do some more sports. Uh, we got time for a little bit of news here. Rick Delgado, what's going on? All right. Well, 11 days after the train derailment spilling toxic chemicals and causing a massive fire in Ohio, officials told residents Tuesday to use bottled water until testing could confirm whether the local water supply was safe to drink. I don't know, maybe the belly up, uh, thousands of belly up fish was, was a concern or maybe a tip for them. Uh, heightening concern among some locals who were already wary of returning to their homes. As questions continue to swirl around the cause of the February 3rd accident and the official response to it, the disaster still emerging list of effects become more clear and dangerous. Water officials are tracking a large plume of contamination flowing down the Ohio River. So far, about 3,500 fish and local waterways have been killed by the chemical release. Cleanup crews are uh, uh, ex- excavating a grossly contaminated thousand-foot area around the train tracks, uh, puddled and uh, with vinyl chloride, uh, actually puddled and where vinyl chloride was burned. For right now, they said, the Ohio, the Ohio Health Director, Bruce Vanderhoff, said, I think bottled water is the right answer. Uh, along with that, of course, Now there's NTSB video of this Ohio train derailment, including one showing a wheel bearing a final stage of overheat failure. I don't know if you caught this video. Yeah, it was about 20 miles before it. Yeah, 20 yeah. miles before they, they have pictures on video of, uh, you know, one of the uh, sets of wheels on a train, on one of the train cars, was actually on fire. And they're not sure if this was... this particular fire this overheating was what triggered them to start shutting down the train uh one video shows what appears to be the wheel bearing in the final stage of overheat failure moments before the derailment the suspected overheated wheel bearing had been collected and will be examined by engineers from the ntsb materials laboratory in dc the wheel set will undergo a metallurgical metallurgical 
examination as part of an overall investigation, and the investigators will determine the complete examination of the tank cars once it has been fully decontaminated. The NTSB is also reviewing other videos, too, including footage from two local businesses showing the glowing and flames from the train prior to the derailment. I saw uh, DeWine out there today. I don't know. That guy's... What the hell did he say today? I couldn't figure out nothing. All right, what even is that coming up? Crazy Town, when we get back. from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night, 9 o'clock on the East Coast. Glad you're in. Slick Rick's doing sports. Rick Delgado's doing news. Are you waving? What even is that coming up here in a second? <laughs> Crazy Town in hour two as well. LOL of the day. Gee, think we should do the LOL of the day, obviously, before Crazy Town? That would make sense, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, that's okay, true. That's right. true. It could be after, too. After may, 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 <laughs> yeah. after may be a little better. You're right about that. You may that, do so. it pre or post. Yeah, you could do pre or post. Do so. the post. Do it in the post. Um, <laughs> we'll, do it in, we'll do it live. So before we get to what even is that, let's do cut four because we obviously we'll get into the uh, spy balloons and all the things. And lawmakers had a briefing today. And, well, they didn't, uh, they didn't come out all that reassured that the administration knows what the hell's going on. Because certainly they seem like they didn't know what was going on. Here's just one sample. Senator Kennedy cut four, all that. What's different about the last two weeks is that we've started shooting them down. Okay, hold this a second. This is <laughs> way into the clip. So before this, he says to them, um, so, you know, there's a lot of talk about all these things in the sky lately. And people are out there talking about how we've never had these things flying before and he says the media reporting on this is just not true that's just a total misconception that the the things flying in the in our airspace is something that's new it's not and so then from the beginning g pick it up this is this leads up to this what's different about the last two weeks is that we've started shooting them down but we can't find the remnants, except for the, 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 uh, the, the spy plane. And that's what I took away from the hearing today. When you so said this has been happening many times, they're lost. They can't find them. The, the remnants are in very difficult terrain, low temperatures, uh, lots of inclement weather, and they're looking, but they haven't been able to find them, except for the spy plane. Tom Cotton also had a clip today, about 19 seconds. I saw it on Just the News, where he said he felt like he learned absolutely nothing from the briefing today. Learned absolutely nothing. So the transparency from the White House is really just overwhelming for most of these guys. They don't even know how to put it into words. It's so transparent. (laughs) So that's where we are with that. But we'll get into more of that. But right now... It's time for one of my new favorite segments here on the show, and that, of course, is Rick Delgado with What Even Is That? 
All right. Well, thank you, Damon. And uh, hey, all you lovers out there. Hey. It's, it's Valentine's Day, yeah. right? Yes, Valentine's Day. Hey. Believe it or not, named after Scott Valentine, the 80s dreamboat actor, who's best <laughs> known for his role as Mallory's boyfriend, Nick, on the series Family Ties. I don't think that's true. And of course, coining the phrase, Mallory. <laughs> Sure, I must be kidding, and you'd be right. Um, But what I'm not kidding about is it being Valentine's Day. You see, because this is the one day every year where you get to show that special someone in your life just how much they mean to you. Uh-huh. Though we hope they don't feel the same and, uh, you know, don't call the police. Uh, it's with this thought in mind that I went out hunting for the perfect Valentine's Day card. Oh, great. Yes, and I must say, these days it seems like you can pretty much find the perfect card for anyone no matter who they are. Oh, good. Of course, the obvious is your spouse or significant other, and then once you decide on who that card is for, then you have to find the best one that you think is best, right? Okay, very good. Well, these days, card companies have made it really easy by featuring themes for every person you might need a card for. Mm-hmm. That became obvious and made shopping really easy when Joe Biden decided to get into the card business. Oh, no. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Oh, no. A Joe Biden Valentine's oh, Day greeting card? A sniff is just a sniff. <laughs> I mean, come on. What even oh, is that? Sniff. Well, it's true. Believe it or not, the White House and the 46th president have released a line of Valentine's Day cards, and they are truly one of a kind. Come on. Some of them come focus on. on his huge achievements. <laughs> Uh, Some cards focus on his outreach to the black community. And then, of course, just his overall creepiness. Mm. But once once you get past the generics like those, it's the specialized cards that really stand out. Like this one, for instance, where it says, Roses are red, my brain is in decline. But if you're underage... I can't wait to sniff you from behind. I don't, I don't know if that's <laughs> that, a real That's a big card. seller, actually. I don't know if that's a real card. <laughs> or maybe you need one for that precocious Rick's boy in card. your life. You know, that precocious boy, maybe a son. We all have him, right? Here's one from Joe. Oh. To a crackhead son. Roses are red. You're the smartest guy I know. But you'll never be as good as your brother, Bo. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> right? Perfect. For that boy in your life. And, of course, to the second love of his life, there's this one from Joe to his special girl. (laughs) I'm Jill Biden's husband. Not a joke. See? I didn't forget. Today's, um, well, you know the thing. (laughs) Wearing my jacket. What's going on here? Hey, it's like, what the heck? Wow, even the same tie. That's pretty creepy. (laughs) (laughs) So there you have it. See, even through all of Joe's divisiveness and hatred of most Americans, Joe still knows how to spread the love. Oh, yeah. So so get your Joe Biden Valentine's Day cards today. Find them at your local DNC between the Hank Johnson Valentine's Day card display. Just don't make sure to tip that over. And the racy Paul Pelosi Valentine's Day card section. You might need a hammer just to fight your way through the crowd to grab one of these bad boys. (laughs) Damon, back to you. Happy Valentine's Day. (laughs) You don't mean it. Yes, I do. (laughs) What? Oh, God. Those are real cards. Let me see the Hank Johnson one again. <laughs> oh, you like the Hank Johnson? You want me to get that one for you? Yes, I smile. Oh, yeah. Oh, Hank. Yeah, so there oh, you have man. it. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. We were, we were afraid to make a tip over. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, no, that was good, Rick. Thank you. That was good. <laughs>
Oh, God. That's funny. Um, all right. <laughs> You've capsized my heart. Uh, very good. All right. Uh, let's get into a couple other things here. Um, for, well, we did the... Let's play cut 2G because this story is more important than... Well, it's not that's more important, but it's as important as other things here I have to get into. So let's do, um, let's do cut 2 because this gets back to Ohio in the water right now. And this idea that every, it was like they gave the all clear... Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I mean, people on the ground are going, uh, yeah, no. No, our eyes are working. No, <laughs> no. Uh, cut to Ohio Department of Health Director on the water contamination. Roll that. The next piece of this is your water source. We want to test that. Now, the, the good news is the majority of people this guy, a tall who Dr. live in the Palestine what? community are, guy? in fact, on municipal water. And those municipal sources are deep wells that they were able to intentionally uh, reserve using the most distant ones only for feeding the water supply. But nevertheless, there are quite a number of people who are on private water systems, mostly per private wells. We have strongly encouraged all of those people on private wells to get their wells tested, and that will be done at no cost to them. This is something that is part of the remediation, and it's very important for the reasons I just described. Now, if you are one of the people who live in the impacted area and have a private water source, you're not on municipal water, I'd encourage you to call a number, num I'll read the number out, you've heard it before, it's 330-849-3919, and indicate, I, I believe I'm in the affected area and I'd like to have my water source checked. Now. We're strongly recommending those who have not yet had their water source checked to use bottled water. And bottled water is being made available again. Um, same phone number that you can call if you need access to that. Uh, this is going to be particularly important if you are pregnant, if you are breastfeeding, or if you are preparing formula for an infant. So we would encourage you um, to avail yourself of that, of that water. The bottom line is that from the very start of this, we have taken every step possible to assure that people's safety was first and foremost. And that with the compounds that we're talking about in consultation with experts at the national level, we have first made sure that we were providing a clean atmosphere, clean air, and now we are actively working to assure that people, for the long run, have clean water. Thank you, Governor. I mean, I, uh, I don't, is it me or DeWine just looked clueless through the whole, the, whole, the whole briefing today? He just looked clueless. It's asked questions. He says, well, he basically is like, well, that's out of my lane. Well, how could it be anything out of, be out of your lane? You're the governor. Or, or at least have the people that can answer that question right there ready. You know, it's like, look, I'm not a scientist. This guy's the one you want to ask, ask that question to. Um, what's interesting, though, and people pointed out on the uh, on the chat, on the Getter chat, is have we heard from like like the lead EPA guys? Are, are I, oh, they I opened the there? show with this yesterday. My first line out of the show yesterday, or close to it, I heard nothing from anyone on the national level uh, on this. That I that I know of, 
And we've barely heard from the transportation secretary at all. He put out some tweet today. I'm still monitoring, you know, 11 days later. Yeah. So nothing from the EPA, nothing from, uh, you would think that FEMA might be involved in trying to, because, you know, you've got all these people displaced, right? Chased out of their homes. Uh, Where's FEMA on this? The EPA has released stuff at the local level, but nothing nationally about it. So the people there have gotten reports from the EPA, but we haven't as a general nation. Well, I mean, everybody agrees that at this point, this is a national issue. This yeah. thing has spread, I mean, how many miles in each direction? Or, I mean, it's... it's yeah, and the plume is on the move in the, cer- in the river. Certainly not a local issue anymore. It wasn't, I mean, even the day it happened, it was just, I mean, utter, utter incompetence. I mean, just utter incompetence from people who just hard to take as serious people, just the way, the way these things play out. They're just not serious people. And DeWine doesn't look that, he, he always, he just looks lost. Like, where's he been? Is this the first news conference that, I mean, at least it's the first one I think that's gotten national attention today. It's the first time I've seen him out and about about it. Now, maybe he's been, maybe people who live there have seen a lot of him. I would hope. But you'd think you'd see him three, four times a day, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would think. I don't know. This, uh, you know, and then you go back to, uh, you know, that article you read yesterday and the reference to the movie. You know, did you do some research on that? A little bit, a little scary. A lot of people were talking. I mean, listen. Yeah. You can put your tinfoil hat on on that one, but there was a lot of people today I saw talking about it. Like, I mean, um, what's his name online was talking about? It. Richard, uh, not Richard, um, DC Drano, uh, Hadley. Yeah. Uh, that his last name? Could be. I'm not sure, but but he, it's something. He was talking about it. Something Paul has always said that that you know what they always tell you what they're going to do, and sometimes they 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 put it on TV for you. Uh, you know, I don't know if that's a stretch, but you know, it's at a stretch, these days, but I mean, these days, is it really beyond the realm? I would certainly hope so. Live from Studio 6B, 13 past the hour. Uh, LOL the day and Crazy Town coming up right after we do sports and news when we get back right after this. sound like this, the blues despite the u.s blowing through 31.4 trillion dollars of debt and the debt ceiling in january the leftist white house still refuses to stop spending while our national leadership has burned their through their heads in the sand buried their heads in the sand when it comes to physical responsibility it's time to pull yours out now would be a great time to diversify into gold with birch gold in times of high uncertainty and instability, gold has always proven to be the king. It is dependable. Birch Gold makes it easy as well to convert an IRA into a 401k or an IRA in precious metals. So why don't you get started today? Text America to 989898. Claim your free info kit on gold and then talk to one of our precious metal specialists. And it's all with no 
Um, no strings attached at all. Think about this. To dig our country out of the mountain of debt we carry, every single taxpayer in America would have to write a check for $247,000. And that's only getting worse. Protect yourself with gold today by texting America to 989898 and get your free Birch Gold kit with a with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews. You can trust Birch Gold to protect you and your family and your future. Get it started today. Text America to 989898 and get your free info kit. No obligation necessary. And uh, text Birch Gold, 989898. Text America to 989898. Get your free Birch Gold kit today. All right, 18 past the hour, live from Studio 6P. Thanks for reading that, Rick. Um, let's do some sports and hear what that is. Slick Rick, Rick Amirati. Sports brought to you by Mike Lindell and My Pillow. What's going on, pal? Let's get to the NHL. Let's get some scores here. Wow, sound like the Blues winning 2 nothing over the Panthers. There's seven minutes to go in the second. And we have the Canadians lead the Blackhawks 4-zip, 8 to go in the third there. Hurricanes over the Capitals 3-2, also mid-third. Uh, end of the second period, Devils and Blue Jackets tied at 2. And Senators and Islanders tied at 1, end of 2. Uh, Kraken right now trail the Jets. One nothing in the second, and at the end of one, Bruins and Stars tied at one, and the Avalanche lead the Lightning one zip. NCAA men women's basketball. So let's see, we got uh, no no games in action tonight. No, okay, it's tomorrow night. So NCAA men's, we got. Providence over Creighton, 87-84, 321 to go in double overtime. Good game between number 24, Providence, and number 18, Creighton. Number 5, Kansas, just underway with Oklahoma State, 15-14. to 14, uh, The Cowboys on top there. Michigan over Wisconsin, 15-14, 12 to go in the first. And we have a final from earlier tonight. Syracuse edges NC State, 75-72. And Duke. Beats Notre Dame 68-64, and Auburn took care of business against Missouri 89-56. to And, uh, well, let's see, is billionaire Elon Musk aiming to buy Manchester United? This is Alex Lang of Yardbarker. <laughs> First Twitter, now Man U. Uh, rumors persist that Twitter owner and Tesla creator and uber-wealthy Elon Musk is considering a bid to buy Manchester United, one of the world's premier soccer clubs. A recent Daily Mail reported noted Musk is believed to be monitoring the situation closely per sources. The AP Press also detailed the rumors about Musk becoming a soccer owner. The AP noted that months ago, Musk posted on Twitter that he was buying the team. He later said he was joking. The Glazer family, which owns the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, has announced it is considering selling the English Premier Club. There is a soft deadline of February 17th for the first round of proposals for the club. Uh, Man U has an estimated price tag of $6 billion or more. Uh, there have been various investors rumored as potential buyers. Uh, but Musk acquired Twitter back uh, last year for $44 billion, so a purchase of Man U would seem small by comparison. Musk was an estimated worth, uh, estimated worth of $193.3 billion. Don't forget that point three, Rick. Per Forbes.com, he said that Manchester United was his favorite team while growing up. Now he has just days to decide whether to get involved in purchasing the team. If he does, it will likely be met with mixed reactions. Um, Musk has deep pockets to keep Man U among the sports best teams, but there would be concerns that he could be stretched thin with Twitter, Tesla, the team, and other ventures. Others have also criticized uh, how he has slashed staff and seemingly made changes at Twitter on a whim. He has also frequently posted controversial opinions on Twitter and has been accused of spreading misinformation. For now, Musk is mum on the sale. If he does bid, he'll likely make sure everyone knows starting on Twitter. So that should be interesting to see what happens with that. And... uh, 
I mean, listen, six six billion to buy the team for him is a drop in the bucket. He could do that without even thinking twice about it. Yeah. Forty four billion for Twitter was another story. That was a good, yeah. That given uh, given his his Tesla positions and um, what he had to do there, and his requirements to um, disclose his selling and 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 all the other things and what what you know there was a lot it was a lot more intricate to come up with the funding for forty four billion for Twitter, six billion to buy this team. He could he could just I mean. It's nothing. Uh, they're a top three. I think it's them, uh, the Yankees, and then the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys being number one, the most valuable sports franchise in the world. So that's amazing. Yes, and 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 their NFC Championship runs uh, has been show short that, twenty-seven years. Show how valuable they are. Yeah, well, it's, it's not all about winning, Big D. Let me remind you again: next year is not your year either. So. Uh, yeah, wow, we'll you never know. Well, we'll the NFL Man of the Year now. Starting to, starting to sound like a Jets fan there. That's true. All right, let's wrap up sports. Back to you. <laughs> all right, so great Feel the love tonight. Very good. Uh, very good. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh yeah. <laughs> to I'll you and you. the deck. Yeah. He's gonna get That's your right, car. That's right. He's a real heart on. <laughs> oh, man. Someone in the chat, I don't know if he must be Steve Gruber's uh, manager, keeps telling me Steve Gruber wants is, is down to – Steve Gruber's been on the show. Yes. Like 10 times. I love Steve. He's got – are you getting a piece of like his – every time he goes on a show, you get some action or something? He keeps telling me Steve wants to come on the show. I know. Fine. Okay, come on. good. Come on. Good. We'll get Steve on the show. He wants a corn pop shirt too. Okay, I'll get him a corn pop shirt. That's fine. Corn pop's a bad dude, you know. Yeah, so exactly. Uh, com. Someone told me the link wasn't working. It works fine for me. I tried it uh, again last night today just to make sure. com. Corn pop was a bad dude in black and in blue. This is the black. I wore the blue the first time. Oh, come on. <laughs> nice. This is a, this a, a, bad dude. This nice. a conversation starter right here. You wear this someplace. I wonder if he did a, a, a Valentine's Day card for that. I should have looked into it. Yeah. I don't know. The Hank Johnson one, I think, is the number one seller. Though, so. <laughs> that is a number one. Yeah. All right, let's do some, uh, let's do some news before we do Chris. <laughs> we uh, are afraid it's going to tip over. <laughs> let's do some news before we do Crazy Town and LOLs. Uh, Rick Delgado, what's going on? All right. Police reports show that a strange man threatened to drive a car into the Cary Lake rally in Iowa. Yeah, again, you don't need a gun these days. Let's face it, lunatics are everywhere. An unidentified man threatened to drive his Jeep into a Des Moines, Iowa venue where former Arizona gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake was holding a rally last weekend. Ankeny Police Department incident reports obtained by the Iowa Star described the man as scruffy and big. That's uh, pretty kind of... Kind of makes me look to my my right here. Um, I'm sorry. He I, was had... just, I was just reading somebody <laughs> that sent me on Twitter. And again, I, I don't know how many times I've gone over this. Gary says, you just had a commercial on your last break begging for money for Ukraine. I was shocked and literally um, crapped my pants, he said. We've sent billions to that country. The producers who approved this ad needs to be fired. Everybody say along with me now, we don't control the ads in the breaks. They get served from your local uh, ad provider who just fills the time. The computer says, here's the time, here's the IP address, here's the zip code where the viewer lives, fill an ad. We don't control the ads. Sorry. That's okay. Continue. 
Anyhow, Lake's rally was a, was for the purpose of discussing her ongoing election lawsuit in Arizona, her support for former President Donald Trump, and her plans for the future. Initial reports of an angry, threatening man came at 5.28 p.m. soon after Lake arrived at the event. Mail was acting strange in the parking lot, asking where the event was tonight. The police report states, as of now, the police say the man remains at large, and Lake's director of security said that they are working with the Ankeny Police Department and are closely monitoring the situation. So, all right, we'll do some more. We'll do some more news when we get back. LOL, the day, Crazy Town, all coming up. Live from Studio Six B on a Tuesday night. Um, 30 minutes past the hour, Slick Rick arguing with me that he wants a new headshot. Yeah. I said, fine, I'll take it tonight. (laughs) Take it right here in this outfit. What a better outfit than this one. That's right. I'm feeling the love. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll get your new headshot in for tomorrow night. So you, when you look at it during the commercial breaks, yeah. you don't have to keep complaining to me. Okay. Oh my goodness. You want one too? Of course. I look terrible. Okay, fine. Of course. I like mine, so I'm not going to change it. But wow, Rick, you, you were wearing red in the last headshot too. Yeah. I know. I was. Well, yeah, exactly. So it'll. That's the right in color, there. man. Come on. <laughs> you look. You, you you do look. You look better now, Slick Rick. Yeah, you I look do. More polished. <laughs> in a lot of ways. <laughs> 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 did you use the face cream this morning, though? If we're gonna of take course I did. Okay, very good. Absolutely, man. I did used the toner, the face mask, the eye cream, the whole bit, man. You okay, can, very good. Come on. Did, do did you do you, mud? Uh, do you do mud? No, I don't do mud. None of that. Uh, that's crazy. Oh, uh, that's crazy. That's, oh, my goodness. <laughs> that part is crazy. What, 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 what are you, line. out of your mind? That's over the line. That's the exactly. line right, right. there. So. Yeah, mud. Jeez. All right, let's go, G. Crazy town. Speaking <laughs> of crazy town. <laughs> <laughs> Slick Rick uses 400. No, I'm sorry. Biden debates himself. Roll it. Thanks for your leadership in this organization. You're right. I'm a county guy. You know, one of the things for real is that Ugh. one of the things you learn you know he's lying, you start off, and I had the it. great honor of being a county council person in was was Newcastle County. We have, we're like a miniature Illinois. What I learned early on, Add that to the if shirt. you're in the county, you got to go through someone else to get help. You got to go to the governor. You got to go to your state legislature. You got to go to the state senators. And guess what? I stopped that. Because I'm telling you, you know, because uh, I bought everybody. One of the off. things that we expect people to do is we think that uh, people are like us, very familiar with all the detail of this how government works. They don't know whether there's a pothole in, in their in their front in their, in their side street, in, in his whether brain. it's a county, a state. Uh, a, a, they don't know who's responsible. You find that, you, 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 you know, it's just hard. <laughs> and uh, one of the things that I found out early on was, I think it's one of the hardest jobs. No, I really mean it. I'm not being solicitous. I uh, ran for the United States <laughs> Senate because being in the county council was too hard. But anyway, look, the, uh, some of you know, uh, as I s- said, I started I as a councilman in Delaware and uh, oh, a county executive in Newcastle County. 
is here today, Matt Meyer. Matt, where are you sitting? Matt's hiding because, you know, how good, I'm a kid, Matt. Good to see you, pal. And uh, Matt knows uh, what I'm talking about. And by the way, one of the things <laughs> that I wrote, wrote down, I had lunch with the vice president. He's today, the one. And I keep little note cards about what I think we have to do. And I said, we have to pass legislation on the damaging technology that's having an effect on our kids. We've got to change the way the Internet works and the way people can, are able to well, use works. our children. And as part of the unity agenda in the State of the Union, I call for a surge in resources to deal with fentanyl, the fentanyl epi epi epidemic. And we're rebuilding the, the, the country through the bipartisan infrastructure law. We helped build a new bridge over the, great. Uh, over, the, over the Holly River. Oh. Look, and, and Warsaw, <laughs> or excuse me, Washoe County in Nevada. With the leadership of Vice President Harris, we're partnering with you to deliver affordable high-speed internet to every single household. So no parent has to sit in the McDonald's parking lot, for God's sake, for decades. We imported projects and exported jobs because cheaper jobs overseas. And everything got lost. They just picked up and took off overseas. Today's report on inflation shows the good news is that inflation in America is continuing to come down. My plan, I refer to as a blue-collar blueprint to rebuild America. You may have seen the spirit of debate in my State of the Union address. <laughs> it was kind of fascinating. I felt like I was back in a playground. Some of my Republican friends in Congress, not all of them, but some of them, have been threatening to hold your economy hostage if we don't cut Medicare and Social Security. One of the big mistakes I made as a U.S. Senator, and it was well-intended, like a lot of things, like the nuns you say, I mean, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. You know, one of the good intentions I voted with Bill Clinton, who's still a good friend, to say that no corporate man and no corporate president could make more than a million dollars from the profit of their, from, from the corporation they ran. He has no idea what he's doing. And that incentivized everybody to get paid by, by, stock, by stock buybacks. So 90, I think it's 91% of all corporate execs are paid by in stock. Well, what's the one way to increase your salary? Buy back your stock. It raises the price of the stock. He's so illiterate. Raises the value. <clears throat> and the shareholders, and you do well. But guess what? <clears throat> you end up not investing in the, uh, on the thing you're engaged in. None I didn't know years ago what a stock buyback Zero was. of that is true. Zero. You had the oil companies. You know how much they made in profit this year? How much? $200 billion in the middle of an energy crisis. Million trillion. Yeah. Because they bought back their stock. And they're not investing in refineries, repairing them, or maintaining Why they? them. You said you're going to shut them down. Now they're saying, and there's a legitimate <laughs> argument they make. They say, Biden, you want to go all, uh, you, you want to go green, and in 10 years we won't need this. Well, guess what? We're going to need oil for a long time, and gas for a long time. It's not going to go all go away. You just said the state of the union. all the refineries years. that are closed. Because they're not investing in the nature of the business they're involved in, is one example. Why should they? You, you the said point is this. I believe we can be fiscally responsible without threatening to send our country into chaos. I believe it because we've been doing it. So let's finish the job. We're seeing the effects. It's going to change people's lives. LOL of the day, G. <laughs> Roll it.
Where the president's communications are concerned, and I'm asking you because you work on his communications team, and you're a professional communicator. Um, there is obviously a variety of settings the president can employ. Set pieces, impromptu remarks, teleprompter, no teleprompter, etc., etc. Is it the view of the president's communications team that he is equally adept in all settings in terms of communications, or are there some that play to greater strengths, or some where he probably isn't as strong, etc.? I will tell you this: the president is the best communicator that we have in the White House. <laughs> That's saying a lot. Oh, <laughs> that's that's saying, not that's a very high bar she set there. And we just gave you five and a half minutes of why that's uh, that's true. <laughs> there you go. There you go. He's the best communicator they got, clearly. Wow. As we just proved to you, and we do every night in Crazy Town. <laughs> he's the best communicator we got. Yeah, well, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, we no, know. No, we nothing. Don't. Say nothing. Holy moly. That's awesome. She is adult. <laughs> So he is so economically um, clueless when he talks about these things. I don't know. I don't know if it's Brian Deese. <clears throat> Brian Deese is left now. I don't know who tells him these little tidbits to go with on these stock buybacks. The way he tries to, the way he tries to f- frame it, is so economically illiterate that it's. Stunning to me that he even attempts to. I don't even know why they have him attempt to. Not to get into the minutia of this, but all these public companies, God, all these public companies have a certain amount of shares that it's what's called issued. And every public company has what's called issued and outstanding. You take the number of issued Helps, it's how you come up with the price, basically. So the, it comes how you come up with the market cap, how you come up with the price, issued and outstanding shares. And what's, in the, what's in the public float? When companies buy back stock, first of all, a lot of companies use their stock to pay not only just to see, like he makes it sound like just the top three, four guys are just taking all the stock payment. A lot of, most people who work for a public company want to get paid in stock. So when a company buybacks, does a buyback of their stock, a lot of them, when they take the cash to buy back stock, what they're basically buying back is their issued an outstanding number so that all of the stock that remains out there has more value. They, they, they issue stock, issue, issue, and it's, then it's outstanding. So the more you issue, obviously, the less everybody's percentage of what they own becomes. As you issue more stock, more stock is outstanding, the less your part of the company comes. When, when companies buy back their stock, a lot of them are buying it back to get those back into the treasury. Stock that's out there, that's in the public float, that's on the open market, or they, they buy back stock so they can, the issued and outstanding number goes back so that there's less issued, which makes the ones that is out there more valuable. So if you're working for the company and you want to get paid in stock, you want the company to be aligned with that vision of, you don't want them just issuing out millions of shares to every place. And if they do and they have an opportunity to buy some of it back to lessen how many shares are out there, you want them to do that. Companies use that to their advantage. It's not the top three or four guys just going, ah, let's, uh, let's just buy back all the stock so we can make ourselves even more rich and leave everybody else. You know, the way he frames it, it's so illiterate. 
I don't even, uh, it's just, uh, it's so aggravating to listen to. Well, it's Joe Biden, so. Just absolutely brutal, so. Uh, okay, a couple other things here. Um, we'll get to President Trump if we have time before we close the show. He put out another good video today. Um, let's do cut 10, G, because I'm not going to spend a ton of time on Nikki Haley who announced today she's getting in the race, and we already talked about this. President Trump gave her his blessing, basically saying, your heart's in it, your heart's in it. Well, so she put out this video, and The View reacted to it. Cut 10, roll that. So, Nikki, (laughs) you know, since you have been asleep all this time, and you just woke up, (laughs) you're just finding out that there are things about our country that are not perfect. And for us to pretend that it is and that nothing happened is ridiculous. So you're not saying anything new. And you of all people should know better because you used to actually have some sanity and knew right from wrong. And then you lost your mind and, and went in some new direction. So don't do that. Well, she's part of the invasion of the body snatchers. You know, there are these, there are these politicians on the right who now have become like mentally crazy. You know, but her problem Look is that talking. you know not only was she a big uh, Trump supporter and ele- uh, she's an election denier too, isn't she? Yeah. At, one she? Point, at one point, at one point, point she, was. she changed. She flip flopped on that. <laughs> yeah. But she also backed Herschel Walker, one of the worst candidates we've ever had. I mean, second only, may- or second only to George Santos, maybe. Yeah. You know, and, that was uh, terrifying. Yeah. Actually, that she yeah. did that. So. I mean, she's going election denier. One. I'm not sure mm. she's an election denier. I would check on that. I'd like to be the curmudgeon at the table this morning, as I often. But can am. I just interrupt you because I just got to know? Sure, because you're a curmudgeon too. Uh, no, yeah, but Nikki hasn't herself cast doubt on 2020 election, but justified Trump's election denialism and then campaigned on behalf of several yeah, multiple camp- election deniers like yeah. Hirschfeld and uh, Hirsch- 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 <laughs> Yeah, not Hirschfeld. Yeah. No, he's gone. Hirschfeld if she's, if she's and, not was an a great artist. If she's not an election okay. denier. Hirsch- She's election deli- a denier adjacent. This is morning TV on ABC. There's morning TV on ABC right there. Wow, pure garbage. <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, I'm no Mick, Nikki Haley supporter. <laughs> I thought she was pretty good at the UN, but I have no idea what the hell they're even talking about. No, I have no idea what they're talking I about. I think they're alluding to the fact that she's a woman of color. No idea. All right, a little more sports news. Wrapping it up for a Tuesday. We can get back right after this. Thirteen to the hour, live from Studio Six B on a Tuesday night. Before we do sports, Jason Slick Rick says he's not doing it. Let's get Sports Cut Two up. This um, this hit the uh, I guess the um, is the main of I don't know if the World Series of Poker. Usually the World Series of Poker is in the summer. I don't think it's going on right now, but there's something going on, some poker event, and um, they had mics on all the players. Here's one of the exchanges at the table. I guess this was either in the last couple of days. I'm not sure exactly when, but in the last couple of days. Here's one of the exchanges during one of the hands. Roll that. 
Oh. I wish I would have never got the vaccine. I mean, What's that? I wish I never would have got the vaccine. I never did. I've uh, been having chest pain ever since ago. I had that thing. Really? Yeah. Still, you're still having it? Yeah, every time to time. Oh, and they're saying that you get uh, hardens the arteries. And yeah, 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 yeah. So I need to go get it checked oh, out. But, I mean, but ever since, dude, it's just... That's horrible. It's been weird. I held out. I held out until like a month ago. Not even a month ago. Oh, is that right? Why did you decide to get it then? I don't want to come play the World Series. Oh, they didn't have that guideline this right now. Pardon me? They didn't have that. As a foreigner, you can't get into... Uh, Brian Kim also right. That's right. sent to the rail earlier. Hmm. Yeah. Pretty interesting. Yeah. Scary. It's Scary. amazing. It's amazing that made it to air. Yeah. I don't know if that was ESPN or who it was, but it's amazing that made it to air. Two guys talking about the vaccine. One guy saying he's had heart problems since he took it. Yeah. And we have the DeMar Hamlin clip today. We do have the DeMar Hamlin clip um, that everyone's talking about. I have a little different thought on it than everyone, the, the conclusion that everyone's jumping to, but that's cut one, G. Roll, uh, roll that. You're 24, peak physical condition, could run circles around me right now. <laughs> <laughs> How did doctor describe what happened to you? Um, um, that's something I want to stay away from. I know from my experience at the NFL, they do more tests than anything. And in the course of you having your physical, did anybody ever come back with any, say you had a heart issue or anything that was abnormal? Uh, honestly, no. Um. I've always been a, a, a healthy, young, fit, energetic, uh, you know, human being, let alone mm-hmm. athlete. Um, so it, it was something that was just, that we, we still processing and I'm still talking through with my doctors just to see what everything was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stay away from that right now. I wonder why. Well, Here's my only point of it. I know everybody, I know everybody wants to jump to the same conclusion because that's, that's the easiest place to go. It's obvious. The only thing I would say about it, and I've done a little reading on some of these things, is that he was asked multiple times in this interview certain things. Do you remember what happened? Do you remember getting up? Michael Strahan asked him. He also said at that point he wanted to stay away from talking about it. He didn't want to relive it. I think there's a small part of us that should keep open a little bit of open-mindedness about the fact that he could be, um, he could be just struggling with kind of like PTSD kind of remembrances of what happened. Yeah, that's a good point. Yep. And that he doesn't, he's just not mentally there yet to try to either relive it or, or ready to talk, just being ready to talk about it. I think people who go through cardiac events. I'm I'm not so sure how how easy it is to uh, to talk about. So I I think we just have to leave a little sliver open, possibly to because he said that same answer to things that really wouldn't lead you to believe that that would be a question that would lead you to talk about vaccines. Right. In that in in the full interview, the full full interview, not even what aired on because they didn't even air the full thing even on GMA. Mm-hmm. So I mean I know it's easy to go there, and it could absolutely be that. I wonder if he was, uh, if he had a sign like a uh, non-disclosure, you know? I don't know. Uh, you would hope we would find all of this out. Dr. McCullough's to a point now where Dr. McCullough just says, 
I'm treating every one of these things as a vaccine injury unless yes. the parents, the family, or the doctor, or somebody comes out and, <clears throat> and says, no, you're wrong. This is what it is. Right. Yeah, so I, there's, that, there's that take, too. I've heard him say that. Yeah. All right, let's do some sports with Slick Ricks. Uh, sports is brought to you by MyPillow, mypillow.com slash LFS6B. What's going on, Slick Ricks? All right, just one story before we get to another video. Ex-Cardinals guard Conrad Dobler, three-time Pro Bowler, dies at 72. Again, no cause of death, ESPN News Services. Conrad Dobler, three-time Pro Bowl guard, died Monday at the age of 72. The Arizona Cardinals announced a hot squad to the family, friends, and former teammates of Con- Conrad Dobler. Cardinals owner Michael Bilwell said uh, Dobler started 125 of his 129 games with the St. Louis Cardinals back in the day when they were in St. Louis, New Orleans Saints and Buffalo Bills. And on July 25th, Sports Illustrated had him on the cover as the NFL's dirtiest player. So the great Conrad Doble with that big club, he has passed away, unfortunately. And, uh, well, we got a cute story here uh, with the JV basketball team. You know, we love to bring the high school kids in. It's great stuff. And we're always serious with the pros. But uh, a junior varsity basketball team, gee, roll that clip there. We got a cute play here. Uh, in Lone Grove, Oklahoma, devised a comical play to help their team make a basket by forming a protective circle around a player so she could take a <laughs> shot during the game on February 7th. Ella Mankin, who was on the court and originally posted the video, told Storyful this was the last game of the season and said she, she and her teammates wanted to end the game with a fun and memorable play. Uh, these young ladies, uh, they were originally cheerleaders on the JV, and then they became players on the team, but they rode the bench the whole season. They got to play at the end. I guess it was crush time. So they put a circle <laughs> around that so she can get down the court safely and put the basket in. So cute stuff. Uh, and anyway, the Lone Grove High School JV's team lost to uh, Medilla High School 36-19. A low scoring game there, but that was, the, that was the best score of the game. Cute stuff. So that's a rapid sports big D. Okay. Why, I, I didn't, why did she need the circle? Well, she didn't want nobody can get near yeah. her. It was a protective form, like a like a running block. Uh, running Think about backs. it. Nobody can get inside. They yeah. can't foul her. They can't get a steal. Why'd the other coach let that happen? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, <laughs> uh, the all right, ca- maybe the bench was capsizing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah. All right, it's like Greg, thanks. Uh, let's do some – any other news you want to do before we wrap? Um, there's one story I'm going to hold off for tomorrow because I think we need a more we, – we need definitely more time to talk about it. Uh, we already talked about Nick. Nikki Haley, of course, but there is one one shelter-in-place order that's been ordered in Arizona after a hazmat spill on Interstate 10. It's a shelter-in-place order, and some evacuations have been called in for tonight after a crash and hazmat spill in Tucson, Arizona. ADOT reports that the interstate is closed and is not known when it's going to reopen. According to a local news outlet, residents within a one-mile radius of the area near the crash are being warned to evacuate or take Take shelter immediately. Oh, that doesn't sound safe. The residents were asked, check this out. The residents were asked to turn off machines that bring in air from the outside, including air conditioners and heaters. Again, doesn't sound very uh, doesn't sound very safe. Arizona DPS reports that the crash involved an 18-wheeler that rolled over and leaked, you guessed it, hazardous, hazardous materials, in this case, liquid nitric acid. The Department of Hazardous Materials Unit, along with their partner agencies, are working together to mitigate the incident, and out of an abundance of caution, first responders are working to evacuate a perimeter around the incident that coming from john solomon's just the news and that's a wrap on news that's another, uh, another another yeah another we get one balloon now we have four things out, out of the air you get this disaster in ohio now you got this and remember there was you got there these were two- food plants catching on fire 
Two other train derailments yesterday. And from what I understand, there are way more train derailments that happen every year than people realize. I think the average is like three a day. Believe it or not, we just don't hear about them. Speaking of what we were just talking about, not to jump around, but I just literally have just seen this right now. Um, about the DeMar Hamlin, refuses to disclose. Mike Cernovich says he has a right to privacy and the died suddenly people are probably driving his family insane. Even so, his response is interesting. Looks like he was given a talking to, quote unquote, about what we can only speculate. Keep in mind, this is friendly media. He still clams up. So, good point there as well. Mm -hmm. All right, as always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines. Thanks, everybody on the show. G. Fran, thanks a lot. Most of all, thank all of you in the live from Studio 6B audience. Look at those Valentine's Day boots right there. (laughs) Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your night. We'll see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m., right here live from Studio 6B. (laughs) Yeah, you can't say (laughs) tomorrow, baby.